This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Let's go to Mary Holm now, journalist and author and personal finance expert. She's with me in the Auckland studio and we're talking about KiwiSaver growth today. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jessie. Because people think when it comes to growing your KiwiSaver that it's all about the return you're getting, how well the share market's doing or yeah. the bonds or whatever, but it's more complicated than that. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's... A big part of it, and people have been worrying about that this week. Although it was interesting the way the the New Zealand share market went down on Tuesday and then back up again on Wednesday. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, you and I in the, the last couple of sessions have been talking about the fact that one of these days it will go down and seriously go down and stay down um, for a while, not forever, mm. not not at all. But yeah. So um, is this new research that you're looking at? Actually, look, to be honest, it's not. It's, I was looking through uh, an oldish magazine, an industry magazine, mm. that uh, it's a few months old. Um, but I just thought, oh, this is an interesting mm. um, piece of research someone did looking at what most affects KiwiSaver, the growth of your KiwiSaver account. And um, so I've listed them in the order of what what affects it most and the first one is the type of fund you're in which is not surprising we've talked about that often before if you're in a higher risk fund in the long run it'll grow more even though it'll be more wobbly Um, and then the second that was the, that had the most effect on the account. What they looked at was someone who was in KiwiSaver from age 18 to age 65, earning the average wage going through, so what it might do to, to their account. And they said that um, if you were in the lowest risk, uh, very safe conservative KiwiSaver fund right through you might retire with uh, a bit more than half a million dollars, whereas if you're in the highest risk one, going all the way from 18 to 65, it might be more like one and a half million. So we're talking a bit more than half a million versus one and a half million. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of difference over that many years. It's a, it's a huge difference. And that makes more impact on your KiwiSaver growth than any of the other factors Mm. they looked at. So find Um, out which sort of fund you are in. You would hope that people would know, but we're not confident that everyone would. And also, if you've been put in a default, I heard a couple of people ask about default KiwiSaver schemes, there's a good chance that your default scheme that they've put you in is not the right sort of fund. That's right. Mm. It's um, Default funds, they're not the very lowest, but they're the second to lowest risk. They've got a tiny bit of... Um, investments like shares and that, Mm. I don't know, about 20% or something like that are typically in a default fund, whereas there are the very conservative ones that are just really basically investing in bank term deposits and and bonds, that kind of thing. Um, I forget, were you keen on having defaults go into uh, growth funds? Was that your idea? Look, I... um, Yes, but in, in fact, the government's doing a review on, on KiwiSaver default funds at the moment, and right. they've just recently, as of yesterday, I think, 
called for the public to make submissions about how they think the default fund should be changed. And so that's MB, the Ministry of Business and Business Innovation and Employment, MB. Um, on their website, there'll be um, a document that you can make where you can make submissions if you've got some ideas on how you think think default funds should change. I always, I've actually been involved in reviews of this of this already, mm. and we've we've talked about putting um, people in riskier KiwiSaver funds because many many of the people in default funds come in they're quite young they they're into their first job and they've been automatically put into KiwiSaver, don't know much about it and stay in the default funds. The trouble with making them riskier is that if they're saving for a first home in, in KiwiSaver, then they're in too risky a fund. And in fact, I've got a letter in my Herald column this weekend from a woman who's got been saving for her first home in a growth KiwiSaver fund and she just made an offer on a house and... Um, oh help! Her KiwiSaver account went down quite a lot in the ah, last blip, yeah. and she's sort of panicking and thinking, "Gosh, I might not have as much. I might have to get a bigger mortgage yeah. because of it." And you shouldn't be in a risky fund when you're planning to take the money out soon, mm. either to buy a home or to spend in retirement. For that reason, that it can suddenly drop yeah. quite a lot. Soon yeah. being in the next sort of less than seven years. Probably. That's right, mm. yeah, or even ten, we, yeah. But it, but so anyway, here we've got um, the, this, this in this research they're saying the biggest difference of all is which whether you're in a high-risk or a low-risk KiwiSaver fund, that makes the most impact on how much you've got in retirement. Um, and the second one, which I kind of thought was cheating a bit, was the level of contributions you make. Because, mm-hmm. of course, if you make more contributions, you're going to end up with more. Yeah. And But a lot of people feel they can't make bigger contributions. I mean, most employees are on 3%, although some are on 4 because when KiwiSaver first started, that was the minimum. Um, currently, you can be on 3, 4, 6, 8 or 10 And by all means, um, if people are listening and they feel they can afford to to increase their their contributions from three on up, um, it's a good idea. Just keeping in mind that that money is tied up, you know, until you buy a first Mm -hmm. home or go into retirement. But um, that can be a really good idea to increase your contributions if you can manage to do that. Okay. Let me jump out of you for a second, Mary, and say we don't have a correct answer yet for link three people I'm encouraging you to look at the videos, the music videos of those three songs that were featured today so far you say it best when you say nothing at all by Ronan Keating, Girls on Film by Duran Duran <coughs> and Sweetest Thing by U2, good luck I believe in you 2101 once you've worked out the answer and you haven't won before Okay, so that's for type of funding contribution rates. Yes, yes. And the third um, most important factor in affecting KiwiSaver growth is the performance of the fund, and that's not surprising either. You know, the um, if, if the average returns are one or two percent, it's not going to grow nearly as big as if the average returns are six percent, mm. let's say. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, that's fairly straightforward. The fourth, the most important factor was, uh, and this is an interesting one, whether your fund. Earns, you know, you've got your fund over your working life earning an average, let's say it earns an average of 5% over the years. Mm. Um, but whether it, if it, whether it earns 
lower returns when you're young and higher returns when you're older, or the reverse makes a big difference to how much money you have in retirement. Uh What you want is higher returns later in life. Okay. Yeah, because that's when you've got a lot more money in right, there. And yeah. so, you know, if you one year, you you know, the share market's doing brilliantly and you're in a high-risk fund and it gets a 10% return, it's 10% of a lot. Okay. And so... So surprise, um, surprise, in the last 10 years, boomers win again. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. The, the only, the Mind only, you, they weren't in when they were younger, were the, they? That's, yeah, that's right. We didn't have, we boomers didn't have KiwiSaver when we were younger, but... But you're right, you're another reason to hate us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fifth one, the fifth factor they looked at was was whether you um, panic and switch funds, switch funds at the wrong time, which you and I've talked about a lot. And hopefully everybody this week didn't panic on Tuesday when the share markets went down because they heard you and me talking about it in the last couple of weeks yeah. and kept their heads. And um, the sixth factor, number six out of six, was fees. And the um, guy writing the article sort of took the opportunity to take a little bit of a dig at the KiwiSaver Fund Finder and, uh, and the other calculators on Sorted and said they put too much emphasis on fees, that oh. fees don't affect your final outcome as much as these other factors. And um, that got my back up a bit because <laughs> cause I've helped put together those both those tools, mm. the Fund Finder and, and the um, Smart Investor. Nice. and. He's annoyed the wrong person there. Yeah. Um, Shoot for the queen, you better not miss. <laughs> not sure how to respond to that, Jesse. But um, uh, they, you know, I think those those tools do say, you know, that fees are the best one to look at rather than looking at performance. They're, t- they're tools that let you compare all different KiwiSaver funds Um of the same type, so you can compare all the low-risk ones or all the high-risk ones, etc. And um, the the that's there, the emphasis on fees is there in response to the fact that many people look at the performance. They look at which mm. funds performed best in, in the last, sometimes just single year or, or the last five or ten years. Um, and as I keep saying... Um, that's just not there's not no repetition in performance. I mean, sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. But it's kind of random about whether a fund's going to keep doing as well as it did. And very often, it, the ones that did well do badly in in the future, and the opposite. So then I had a look after after looking at this research and search and thinking, well, that's all very well. We've got all these yeah. six different factors that affect KiwiSaver growth. But what what can you do something about? You some of them you can do something about. And some of them you can't. Like certainly you can do a lot about whether you are in a low or high risk fund. And the um, Smart Investor and Fund Finder on Sorted, they've both got tools. Well, it's actually just three questions to to answer on on your attitude to risk and how soon you're going to spend the money that can help you work out which which risk level you should be on in KiwiSaver. Um the second one that we looked at was contributions level. Well, yes, you can do something about that if you can afford to do it mm. and if you're willing to tie up that money. In some ways, I, th- you know, I think what people should think about is if they're putting 3% in KiwiSaver and they can afford to increase the contributions, they might want to do it outside KiwiSaver in a similar but not KiwiSaver fund because then they retain access to that money. 
and in most cases they won't be getting any more government money or employer money mm-hmm. by increasing their own contributions. And so, um, but it's look, it's overall it's a good idea to be saving more in order to Kiwi save it, I guess. On performance, you really can't do much about that. I, the, looking at how something's performed in the past isn't going to give you any guidance, so that's not something anyone can do anything about. Um, now, the one, whether you and, and also similarly, whether your fund earns lower returns when you're young and higher returns when you're older, or the opposite, there's nothing you can do about that. That's just market trends yeah. going on, and um, you're at their mercy. You can do something about whether you panic and switch <laughs> funds at the wrong time. Um, just don't, and and you can do something about fees. So that's all. You know, so I think while the research is interesting, um, some of it is interesting to know, but, you know, not a lot of help to people if they can't do something about it. So so the main messages out of all of that really are, number one, is really important to get into the right fund for you, um, using Smart Invest or, or Fund Finder. So the right fund there, I mean the right type of fund, mm. not which provider at that point. First of all, you just want to establish what risk level you want. Passive, um, growth, yes. medium. Is it well, medium? it's not really passive. It's not really no, the right sorry, word to use. sorry. Um, so there's, they, the names of the funds are, defen- are the defensive is yeah. actually the very, sorry. very yeah. lowest risk. Defensive and then conservative, then balanced, yeah. then growth, and then aggressive as as the labels that, that those websites mm. use. Some other websites use slightly different labels, but it's always pretty obvious what what we're talking about, you know, whether it's a high-risk or low-risk one. So that's, uh, that is very important. The most important thing is to get into the right risk level for you. Um, and then you can increase your contributions if you want to. As I say, maybe you might want to do them outside KiwiSaver. Um, you can not panic. Um, some people might say, I can't really, but uh, <laughs> if you sort of... Well, listen to our conversations, etc. You you can realise that if if your balance goes down, uh, it'll it'll come back up again if you hang about. And you know, I worry about that in this past week with the people in the bank, um, Kiwi Savers, because they are the ones that where people tend to look at their balance daily or quite mm. often when they when they're just looking at their bank account online. Uh, see the balance you're allowed to down. panic, but you're only allowed to panic about the right things. Yeah, <laughs> like panic because you're not in the right fund for you. But don't panic yeah. about what the share market's doing. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I didn't look. Did you, GC? I didn't look this week at what had happened to my balance. I just sort of thought, oh no, it's, well, it's gone down. But I suppose I haven't. I didn't bother to look at it. Ah. Um, Oh. What what sort of disciple of yours would I be, Mary, if I was worrying about the daily fluctuations? <laughs> well, you're the you're allowed market. to look as long as you don't do anything, but it's just better not to look. It's better not to know, <laughs> okay. honestly. Yeah, and then and then fees is something you definitely can do do stuff about. And and despite what this researcher says, it does make can make quite a big difference to how much money you end up with. Yeah. Mary, great to have you in. We've got a quick question. I'm going to ask you. Then we're going to go to our link three uh, caller. Uh, and that is, if I predict markets to become more volatile in the future, should that affect my choice of uh, either a growth or a balanced fund, all the other things being equal? Yeah. Um, so, yes, if, if this person's saying, if they are predicting that markets are going to become more volatile, and I would stop them right there and say, you know, you're, I suspect, basing that on what you've read in the last 
little while. And no one knows if markets are going to become more volatile. They they do for a while and then they don't and then they do and then they don't. Um, but if you want to say, yes, I am definitely predicting they're going to become more volatile, that shouldn't affect your choice except that if you if it's going to make you too panicky, you might want to be in a lower risk fund. I mean, people know themselves and it's all very well me sitting here saying don't panic. If you will panic despite what anyone says, uh, then make life easier for yourself and go into a lower risk fund. You know, life's too short. Mary, yeah. thank you so much. It's Lovely to have you in. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, nice to talk to you. Uh, that's Mary Holm, uh, who is a... Um, we put all of our chats on podcast, and that's online, rnz.co.nz.